Did you see the awesome Michael Imperioli post this morning? I don't even know who that is. Joe Biden listens to Loveless. Yeah, exactly. It, that is uh, Christopher <laughs> from The Sopranos. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So over the uh, election, he had those awesome posts that was like, Tony and Christopher go to phone bank for Kamala. It's time for a woman. Which is just fucking great, given both of those characters, of course. That's hysterical. I, I figured that every Sopranos character was like a hyper Trump guy. Most of them are like... Uh, you know in Casino, the guy who beats Joe Pesci's character to death with a shovel? Yes. He becomes the uh, boss of the Gambino family in, like, one of the later seasons of The Sopranos. And he's yeah. got a- he wrote a book before he died that was like, A Man's Guide to Manhood, How to Be a Man. <laughs> and fucking Tony Soprano wrote the foreword to that. But... <laughs> Maybe we should do a review of that book. We, yeah, we should actually. That would be a great way to deconstruct gender on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, today, anyway, today he posted like an article like, you know, Rashida Taleb is an anti-Semite for her comments about the state of Israel. Aww. And because there are only two types of people who like The Sopranos, which are like, you know, idiots who think John Gotti should be freed from jail and, <laughs> and uh, communists. The other type of person who likes this stupid mob show. Uh, the <laughs> comments were full of people uh, saying, No, dude, this isn't it, bro. This isn't how it works. Then he deletes the <laughs> post within 30 minutes and posts really? this other one explaining why Rashida Taleb is not an anti Seth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look. He's he's growing. That's growth right there. I'm proud of him. He, he found his way to the right take. That's growth. Little Christopher. He was on some heroin, he got clean, and he voted for Kamala, baby. <laughs> you know who else did a, did a growth? Who? Uh, Sajajer, the, uh, Hungarian Nazi who, uh... Oh, <laughs> that guy rocks! <laughs> I'm a Hungarian Nazi, and I'm here to say, I'm into men in a major way. Hey! <laughs> it's so great, he tried to flee out the window and was just running <laughs> from the police from an orgy of 25 oh, men. I thought... I thought the story was that he was looking through the window and joined in, and that's how they found out about him. Yeah, yeah, he he just, similar to, similarly to a hobo smelling a pie, he, he like, <laughs> he smelled the gay orgy from, like, like, a hundred feet away and sort of floated up, smelling it until the window, and he, like... I like to imagine this is what being a contrarian is like in an Eastern European country, where they, like, illegalize <laughs> gay marriage for no apparent reason, so then... Uh, just to, just to stick it to the man, 25 men just fuck each other in a train. <laughs> <laughs> Including one of the politicians who illegalized it in the first place. Here's the thing, though. You, you, you saw the picture of him? Yeah. He is an otter. I mean, that guy, that guy was no doubt getting plowed. Just getting his black back walls just fucking annihilated. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As soon as I saw him, he's got that sort of, like, Nazi undercut that either means you suck dick <laughs> or you hang black people. Yeah. And in his case, yeah. it meant both. His uh, being his being the former, uh, his bussy puts in work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's a, that was a great story from... Uh... From uh, earlier this week. I love when I see those stories and then I just think about uh, Larry Summers and all the great work he did. Uh, <laughs> the collapse of We've the Soviet heard of Victor Union. Orban. Now here's Dictor Hormon. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sounds like a Pokemon. That's a Digimon. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was racist, Danny. We all know that uh, Mon is a Digimon <laughs> suffix and not a Pokemon <laughs> suffix. Hey, well, we um, all... Pokemon is we... actually Jamaican, but I don't think you guys are ready to have that conversation, <laughs> We all know that uh, Hungarian Nazis are like the Digimon to Ukrainian Nazis Pokemon, right? <laughs> Hungarian Nazis, it's really sad because you figure Hungary was under the control of Austria for like 500 years or something before this. And it's like, mm -hmm. what, now you're going with another German-based political system? <laughs> Do better, Magyars. <laughs> yeah, for real, they did a no-growth. They did a no-growth. Uh, I think we're going strong here. I think if we have one more bit, we'll be good for the cold open. All right. What well. else is What else has been happening? Matt, do a bit <laughs> 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 on command. <laughs> All right. I think okay. I got one, guys. Go ahead. Okay. So there's two kinds of podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Squad, the number one Extinction Rebellion podcast in the CIA. I'm your host, <laughs> Agent Joe. <laughs> I'm uh, Danny Dulles. Uh, I'm Oliver South. <laughs> <laughs> well, I may be a good old-fashioned country coke dealer, but... <laughs> I'm just a simple country coke dealer. <laughs> so, uh, topical opening for a topical subject... The spy who yeah. told me, people, we're going to talk about the uh, Darrell Blocker, <laughs> uh, the first African-American head of the Central Intelligence Agency. We did it, guys. We did it, folks. Spy who means tested me. <laughs> A just comically evil organization will now be run by, uh, I'm sure, evil man. But oh, on yeah. the bright side, and, we're uh, well, checking off those id poll boxes. Um, so... Uh, because our uh, our official episode this week is going to be uh, like a day or two late, uh, we're doing a collaboration with Heat Death of the Universe. Um, we wanted to do a uh, half episode about uh, yeah Darrell Blocker. Um, Joe Biden continues to fly in the face of progressive and left-wing racist vitriol by uh, nominating the most diverse intelligence community in American history, folks. Let's give him a round of applause, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> where, uh, where girl boss meets Goebbels. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> that was good. That was a nice one. Yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, so uh, Darrell Blocker is likely to be appointed director of the CIA, and he will be the first African-American to head the agency. Uh, so I uh, did a little bit of research into him. <clears throat> he is a recipient of the Distinguished Career Intelligence Medal. Uh, he is a 28-year veteran of the CIA's clandestine service. He served as deputy director of the Counterterrorism Center and Chief Africa Division after leading the CIA's iconic and legendary training facility. So, even before I continue on, just, you know, <laughs> let that sink in. Just Yikes. <laughs> it's basically outlining how much of a fucking scumbag this guy is already. Head of the CIA in Africa. Oh boy, I wonder what they're doing over there. After leading the iconic and legendary 
training facility. Yeah, a legendary you... training facility. Oh, boy. <laughs> they get to use live ammunition against the locals. Like, Jesus <laughs> yes, Christ. Exactly. Uh, Blocker served multiple tours as chief of station and was the most senior black directorate of operations officer when he retired in October 2018, with the rank equivalent to a three-star general. (laughs) Very handsome. We love our generals, folks. They're big. They're (laughs) powerful. (laughs) He is directly the COO of Mosaic, a boutique strategic risk and crisis (laughs) management, intelligence, and security advisory firm. So, you know... Very famously, when a CIA agent, quote-unquote, resigns from the agency, they usually go on to form some sort of international intelligence company. (laughs) An oil uh, company, something of uh, strategic value to the United States. This one being boutique, so of course in their uh, flagship store they have a bit of an esoteric layout going. (laughs) (laughs) they've got really nice throw pillows local vendors Um, yeah so you know a bit of a coincidence there that he doesn't work for the cia anymore right Mm. uh he also serves on a non-profit board dedicated to ending the exploitation and the human trafficking of youth and women called (laughs) humanslavery.com The well, CIA, the CIA loves ending the exploitation of human trafficking. Yeah, okay. Well, it may seem like Biden's actually pivoting to the left because they're nominating a black guy and, you know, uh, people on the left famously love to use reply gifts of black women nodding yes or no, depending on what their <laughs> current position is. But yes. he's, he's actually pivoting to QAnon, right? <laughs> yes, yes! This guy runs a website called humanslavery.com. It feels like this guy should currently be in charge of it, not about to become in charge of it. So, uh, a few side notes on humanslavery.com. Uh, it was founded by another CIA agent turned entrepreneur, a guy named Mo Stojnovich. Um, trustees include former FBI agents, a Virginia sheriff from the 60s so you can just imagine how uh you know <laughs> how not racist that guy is um you boys are in the wrong place y- yes uh and attorneys who defend white collar crime and have prosecuted the ira and hamas <laughs> so i fucking love the idea of this virginia like sheriff like it was a republican political machine for 30 years and now the dems are in charge so he's just he has to just say shit like Black Lives Matter when he ran the <laughs> lynching division of his police department. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so, Durrell now lives in Santa Monica after a lifetime residing and working in 10 foreign countries in Africa, Asia, and Europe, including Italy, Okinawa, South Korea, Niger, Senegal, Morocco, Nigeria, Uganda, Pakistan, and Switzerland. And the most fucked up thing is whatever he did in Switzerland is more evil than what he did in all of the other countries, <laughs> I'm sure. A cursed place, a cursed people, uh, wipe them off the Absolutely. map, collapse the Alps. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, here's, another, here's another interesting part about his, quote, post-CIA career. On the Hollywood entertainment front, Blocker is collaborating on several creative endeavors with a New York Times best-selling author, and multiple entertainment industry projects, including serving as a consultant on season two of a show called Condor. <laughs> I mean, come the fuck on! 
Uh, it's apparently about a CIA agent that saves a bunch of lives. Is it a parody? I don't know. Well, it's, they're it's... worried that John Krasinski won't have the broad appeal that they want, so they're going to also make <laughs> Dwight be a CIA agent that will become the president. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the logical conclusion of this. Holy hell. Mm -hmm. I love how it's called Condor. I know. It's just, it couldn't be more. They have the CIA advising on it. And uh, on a show called Condor. <laughs> Basically anything that depicts, like, a cop or a CIA agent. Like, the CIA was advising on designated survivor, when you think about it. And think about oh, yeah, without what a doubt. that was, right? Yeah. CIA advises on, like, the vast majority of uh, films from Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, that's the number two way to get into Hollywood. You can either get fucked into Hollywood or join the CIA. That's what Adam Driver <laughs> did. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> But they always uh, have done that. Remember when we were watching Back to the Future at that fucking drive-in? And it's like, the plot of that is Libyans are coming to get you. It's, oh my god. It's literally Momar Gaddafi is going to come disrupt your way of life. It's the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yep. Uh, so, <clears throat> now let's get into uh, how he talks about himself. Uh, I listened to an interview he gave for the podcast Into the Dawn. Oh, no. He, <laughs> where he explains that his main designation is the recruitment of spies, and that his cover was that he was a State Department political consultant or envoy or something. He self-describes himself as a puppet master. What? Where did you download this podcast? Fucking... It was just on the internet. It was just... I just Googled his fucking name. It was, like, on the first page of Google. Holy it's, hell, man. In I know. the dawn. That's some fourth revolu industrial revolution is coming to... Oh, yeah. ...toothbrush shit. That's some, uh, some great reset shit right there. Yeah. Um... <clears throat> He, so, he was in Pakistan from uh, 2006 to 2007. Uh, the interviewer asks him, what defines a terrorist? And so he says, anyone who has a politically motivated reason for wanting to attack you or your policies. So, there he just describes the entire function of the CIA. Okay? <laughs> yes. Then he continues to say, but history has shown us that one person's terrorist is another person's freedom fighter. <laughs> this is a direct quote. I'm not paraphrasing paraphrasing at all. This is what he says. Well, that is true, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, but like... Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just so They're funny. just coming out and saying it. It's so funny to be in the CIA and saying that. To be, to be working in this mosaic firm with people who have prosecuted the IRA and Hamas, things we've considered terrorists but are freedom-fighting groups, like... yeah. Yeah, and oh, oh, but uh, here's here's the real the real kicker. He then goes on to explain that the CIA collaborated with Al Qaeda and ISIS. Well, it's hard to collaborate with ISIS because you made ISIS, right? That would be like <laughs> yeah. us collaborating with I don't know, yeah, uh, the Matt Cast, the podcast yeah. where Matt talks about the cure all day, which is which is coming twenty twenty one. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> expect Matt Cast. <laughs> so you have to take that. Uh, you have to look at that statement through the lens of, like, this guy is an active CIA agent. Like, he says that he's not in it anymore, but you're always in the CIA. You don't stop working for the CIA. That doesn't happen. In, like, Unless 2018... They stop you from working for the CIA. <laughs> yeah, we work for yeah. the CIA. So we <laughs> can say they... this. Yeah. So... In, like, 2018, 2019, he went on this huge media run where he does all these interviews explaining what his job was at the CIA. So it's, like, it's pretty clear that the goal here was to um, tell people this is what happens, but really obf obfuscate the truth. 
Um, so let's go on and let's take a look at what the libs are saying about him, shall we? Uh, without reading their Twitter usernames. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> hey, we're finally building a following, and if we don't use it to do targeted harassment, then we are not leftists. Yeah, are we even a leftist podcast? <laughs> so, <clears throat> she says, she, sorry, <laughs> this person says, hey, he is COO of Mosaic, multi-operational security agency intelligence company, Holy shit. and has tons of experience. Stop talking about Africa. This man has some chops. So proud that Joe Biden is bringing back the experts. This is the perfect, like, metaphor for the Joe Biden administration, right? Mosaic, yeah. so it's got the sheen of, like, cultural equality that they're going for. And uh, it stands for Multi-Operational Security Agency Intelligence Company. One of the scariest yeah. things I've ever heard. It just has a snappy acronym. Yeah, exactly. But it's a woke snappy acronym. So that's yes, like exactly. that's what we're getting now. That's what Joe Biden was explicitly selling. And here we are. Exactly. So next comment we have, I think Blocker would, would a good pick for CIA. He has been there slash done that and would know what to do from day one. Someone replies to this and says, and what not to do. It would be nice to have more credibility and trust restored to the CIA. In the 1990s, it was almost a mainstream political position to call for the abolishment of the CIA. Like, From the 70s shit. to the 90s. Yeah. For decades, people were like, oh, these are, these people are fucking evil. This is the Fourth Reich. But now... Now because Joe Biden is appointing it? Have you ever heard that song by Zach De La Roca? Uh, Criminals in Action about the CIA? <laughs> like, I know. They just got a lot better at hiding their gaffes, though. Like, think about it. Like, you had the Bay of Pigs. You had, like, Iran-Contra. You had all these noticeable CIA gaffes where they're The Kennedy assassination. Where, whereas now you have to look into it and dig a lot deeper to find, like, anything about them. Like, this shit isn't reported on anymore. Yeah. They extended their tentacles far enough where everyone was uh, subservient. And now yeah. even the New York Times, who, you know, is never anything good, but used to, you know, break this story or break that story about the CIA. It's like, they're in their pocket more than ever now. Yep. Well, it's the age of content, man. It's the age of data. So all of these places can easily create... They can publish that article, then just drown it with a hundred better promoted articles about, you know, Rucka Rucka Ali being cancelled or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Rucka Rucka Ali running a news show on the internet. Yeah, yeah. Rucka Rucka Ali winning the 2024 Republican primary. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just want to say, uh, in, in addition to all of these psychotic people, there is also about 100,000 white women calling him a badass motherfucker in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> they, they get, like, uh, Obama vibes from him because he is a uh, put-together black man. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can't really get that horny for Uncle Joe, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's uh, continue on here. <clears throat> This administration will be the most diverse ever. Black man as CIA, Pueblo woman as interior. Those two alone are huge. Holland would be the first Native American cabinet member, I think. Lots of firsts. Minority communities will be represented at the highest levels. This guy ran CIA operations in fucking Africa! 
And I'm sure that all the uh, Native American reservations that are in shambles are, uh, they're going to be doing really well after this lady, Secretary of Interior. Famously, too. the worst COVID cases in the country. Uh, yeah, let's see if they improve on that. My money's on no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, Holland will be the first N.A. cabinet member, I think. Their name is Holland, but spelled with two A's. <laughs> they made the word Holland more Dutch. Like, I'm sure this person's very Native American, you fucking idiot. Yeah, this person... Wow, yeah, I'm, let, I'm let an Let me look up this Cherokee. person. Am I being owned right now, or is this Elizabeth Warren like I think it is? <laughs> Pro- no, I, I have no idea, but you're probably right, and let's not look into it. It could go either way, folks. That, let me be clear. It could go either way. I could <laughs> be very wrong, but I think I'm right, Dutch and I'm man. not looking into it. <laughs> uh... So, uh, let's, let's finish up these comments here. N seems to have the experience to make him highly qualified. See, it isn't hard to find qualified people for positions of responsibility who aren't white men. All you have to do is want to. So this tweet's primarily, primary conceit seems to be that Trump has found qualified people, but they're white men, and that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, you're right. I will repeat. This podcast's favorite statistic that college-educated white women went for Trump by two points and college-educated white men went for Biden by one point. Uh, this is the dude's rock party. Thank yep. you very yep, much. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but I love the idea, again, just back to the initial conceit, that you should be qualified to be the director of the CIA. No, I should be the director of the CIA. You should have to ask me before you, I don't know, conquer Senegal or whatever it is you people do. They're probably trying to expand the Gambia into more of Senegal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, reestablishing Rhodesia should not be our number one foreign policy. The only person that can be um, qualified to run the CIA is the person who is willing to put up every single CIA agent against a wall and execute them, period. Exactly. They should run the CIA like Trump runs the EPA, like just someone in there whose job it is to fire people and break shit. (laughs) Like, that's literally what we need. That would be the morally and ethically correct thing to do. Yeah. So, I understand that this... That whole thing was kind of depressing, kind of dark, you know, it feels very bleak, but I'm going to lift you up with a little funnier story about this guy. Still psychotic, but a little bit funnier. It's called Singer Taylor Soldier Spy, a CIA officer's life as the front man of one of Uganda's top bands. (laughs) 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 By Lucian Brugman in APC News. And was actually, it was just Pete Buttigieg in blackface. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So it starts out here. The band's reception in the rural town of Sorority was lukewarm, a departure from their raucous weekly performances back in the capital. We were were playing our regular stuff, and people were kind of into it, said Jim Logan, the band's guitarist, but it just wasn't hitting. So I, I, I think it should be pointed out that Jim Logan's wife was, quote, in Uganda with the State Department... (laughs) okay jim logan (laughs) oh boy what's the state department doing in another country i wonder (laughs) so this was in 2003 logan a berkeley college of music trained guitarist and his band the kampala jazz all-stars had trekked nearly six hours through the east african countryside to play the gig with more than 1,000 people in the audience the group's vocalist darrell m blocker had an idea Dude, we have got to start singing some stuff, he shouted between songs. We've got to start doing stuff that they hear and they recognize. 
Blocker cued the band to play Stir It Up, Bob Marley's reggae hit. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody got up and danced, Logan recalled. He turned the whole thing around. Blocker knew how to connect with the audience of Sorodi because that's how the CIA trains all of its operations officers. <laughs> Clandestine agents who work undercover to gather intelligence. You might actually know Blocker by his first big work, which was the assassination of Bob Marley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah, dude, he died of toe cancer. He just didn't want to go to the doctor, man. Yeah. <laughs> and even then, we have a cancer gun. Yeah. I'm sure, this, I'm sure this guy has a cancer gun, personally. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This is what we love to do, man. You know, we kill Martin Luther King, we kill Malcolm X, we kill Bob Marley, and then we uh, put him on TV shirts, or even or on T-shirts, or even in a much more literal sense if we're talking about leftists. Che Guevara, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's the same idea. You kill him, you put him on a T-shirt, you commodify their existence, and now you're selling the idea that cannot be killed. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) It sucks. It's what happens. My clandestine activities were enhanced by being viewed as a singer, because who would ever think that one could be both, Blocker said. (laughs) (laughs) As a lifelong vocalist, Blocker always felt comfortable in front of an audience. From his local church choir in Georgia to Glee Club at the University of Georgia, he called singing his first love. But Blocker's lengthy bout as a spy helped him hone that passion, he said, taking cues from his day job to breathe life into his nighttime performances. Oh my god, yeah, my day job is uh, recruiting ISIS members. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. And my night job is playing them Huey Lewis in the news. (laughs) Cool. They're both very intimate, Blocker recently said. referring to performing on stage and the art of espionage, as he calls it. (laughs) Intimate in the sense that if you are truly paying attention and listening to whoever is sitting across from you, they will know it, and they will know that you're sincere. So, (laughs) I want to expand a little bit. You're lying. You're a spy. Yes, exactly. That's his whole... He's lying to these people to get them to commit terror acts. And the fact that you're popular in Uganda just meant there was something else getting big in Uganda that we didn't want to succeed. So we sent someone over to do a (laughs) Phil Oaks, and now that guy thinks his name is John Train and shits himself on stage, too. (laughs) Fucking hell, that is depressing. It is. Rest up to Phil Oaks. Yeah. I want to expand on him uh, talking about... uh, Talking about how intimate lying to people and convincing them to do terrorism is. Uh, On the podcast, he was sort of explaining to the host about, like, (laughs) CIA's mental health and, like, (laughs) shit shit like that. He referred to, um, he referred to recruiting people uh, as similar to dating. It's all about creating a safe space so that your recruit can feel... (laughs) empowered to share what they need to share. <laughs> exactly. dinner after three or four nights of clandestine beating drug dealers to death with a stick, where <laughs> he asks you sincerely, will you sell the heroin to Jill Scott Heron? <laughs> like, I, this is... <laughs> uh, if you don't hate this fucking scumbag. Alright, so, alright, here, here, here we continue. Blocker, who recently became an ABC News contributor, spent 32 years in the intelligence community, first as an analyst with the Air Force, and then in the CIA's clandestine services as an operations officer. Oh, so he's the the guy they bring out to be like, uh, what will Medicare for all do for uh, (laughs) black lives, Bernie? Exactly. 
Chief of Station and, and Chief of Africa Division, traversing European capitals and African outposts alike, his job, in his words, was to spot, assess, develop, and recruit spies to help keep our nation safe. In fucking Africa! <laughs> Are you kidding me? He stopped by Stockholm real quick to assure that Olaf Palme wasn't making it home that night. Like, <laughs> it's, this guy's great. This guy's just like, I did Gladio, but I did it in a woke sort of way. <laughs> in 1996, during an overseas assignment in Dakar, Blacker started playing covers with the band. When they played music, they were fine, but singing was not their forte, Blocker said, so he offered up his services. The group had a standing show on Thursday nights at a British club for diplomats, covering anything from Hootie and the Blowfish to Otis Redding. Soon, they started playing house parties. <laughs> I like the idea of him uh, going to a house party and assassinating one of the uh, guests after his performance. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Logan described Blocker's voice as a tenor, but it was a little bit of a smoky voice that fit well in a band that did a lot of jazz in instrumentals. The group developed a following, playing, a <laughs> playing to a packed house of locals, diplomats, and expats at Bubbles O'Leary's. <laughs> Week after week, according to Logan and Blocker. I love we that, just... that just fucking every country has shitty Irish pubs. This is our culture. <laughs> just like buildings that cost $100 to build that they sell roast beef sandwiches <laughs> in for the equivalent of 15 US. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. We just blew up, Blocker added, to the point that it was starting to get in the way of the reason I was in Uganda. There simply weren't enough hours in the day to both meet with assets and keep pace with his band's demand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And the CIA was like, wait, we can send you to be the number one cultural export of Uganda? I feel like that'll work out to our benefit as well. We're going to keep you there. <laughs> Next time they're trying to have a revolution or whatever, uh, you yeah. can play Ivan Yetnyan. <laughs> exactly. Um, meanwhile, the band, made up of Logan, two Ugandans, and two Congolese, had no idea their frontman was living and working undercover as a veteran intelligence officer. His official cover was an employee with the State Department assigned to the U.S. Embassy in Kampala. Similar to uh, this guy Logan's wife. In fact, exactly the same cover story. Uh, Logan claims to have had a hunch Blocker had a secret job in Uganda. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some fuckery involving the Second Congo War. He never performed without a gun. <laughs> he's there for the he's there for the whole lead up. Yeah, he was he was constantly calling warlords and organizing the for the export of boys. <laughs> to a man named El Hefri Chapstein. <laughs> different guy <laughs> yeah this guy was african this guy was actually saudi arabian exactly thanks to the great work of uh who the fuck was it fdr our greatest president or whatever yep. saudis can yeah. do whatever they want forever fdr was the most progressive presidency since joe biden <laughs> which is a great <laughs> indictment of the office of the presidency it's like <laughs> yeah this is as good as it got and we told saudis they could do basically whatever if they would be our colony and they agreed well, we also pretty much installed them well yeah of course the royal house of Saud, right it's yes. former british colony we pick the people who are going to run it and half of them still do yeah and we've got great oil deals nice fdr was the true uh art of the deal man but really let's let's continue on here 
I remember asking him what he did for work, and he had a canned response. Something something at the embassy. And you just kind of go, come on, Logan said. He was super smart. You could tell he was very intelligent. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Every so often his two worlds would collide. Blocker remembers spotting his assets in the audience during performances. <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, seeing the ISIS guy you gave a suicide vest to 12 hours earlier, like, coming to your jazz performance. And you just have to nod no, you cannot blow up this jazz performance, you can blow up the <laughs> next jazz performance. No woman, no cry. <laughs> Other times, Blocker claims, his status as a local celebrity served the United States' national security interests. Blocker said performing on stage exposed me to a whole lot more people than I would have only met at the diplomatic uh, receptions. <laughs> Boy. Oh, man. Yeah, you, you go see this guy's band, and then the singer comes up to you and recruits you to just, like, murder 40 people. Won't <laughs> yes. you be my proxy? <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Matt with the heaters today. Solid. Okay. In August 2019, the CIA honored Blocker with the Distinguished Career Intelligence Medal, one of the highest honors bestowed upon career officers. In retirement, Blocker has a saying, Spying is easy. Singing is hard. Retirement. Yeah, let's let's put retirement in scare quotes there. Once yeah. again, <laughs> retirement you don't retire on NBC. From the CIA unless they retire you. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh my god. So uh yeah, that's <laughs> that's what we got on this fucking guy. Spying is easy, singing is hard. Well, as a host of this podcast who's probably not very good at either of those things, uh, <laughs> I stand in opposition to you, sir. Yeah. I'm I'm really good at both. Uh, I don't combine <laughs> them, but uh, if you ever see me uh, sitting on a park bench reading a newspaper upside down, peering over it, mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, what do we say about this, man? Anything in closing? Uh, in, in, in closing, um, I'm really excited for minorities to finally be represented in the high, uh, highest forms of government. Um, I'm sure that he's going to do a lot for the uh, black community in the United States. Though I'm sure he's going to do a lot more for the black community in Africa. Yeah, like like all the good he's done for the black community of Uganda. Yeah. And great. let's be clear here. Let's be clear here. This guy uh, was absolutely one of the people stealing children for Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> he oh runs humanslavery.com. Come on! With another FBI... With another CIA agent who is Eastern European! Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm sure, you know, Agent... Uh, Blagovich or whatever. <laughs> I'm sure Agent Blagovich was working with him, but honestly, I'm pretty sure Epstein was pretty racist, so maybe the uh, little girls uh, in Uganda had that going for them. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Although, uh, Bill Clinton's famously very accepting, so... Do, do with that what you will. The most progressive yeah. man in Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, holy shit. Alright, alright. Well, folks, we welcome Daryl Blocker to the national security fold. I'm pretty sure just... Yeah, CIA director does have to be Senate confirmed, right? I have no idea. Maybe. Even Republicans won't really have a problem with this guy, right? This No. This is exactly they? what they're expecting, right? The CIA is apolitical. Why would they have a problem with him? <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. And personally, I think when a black man takes the same seat that Oliver North used to introduce cocaine to black communities all across America, we'll finally 
have lived up to the legacy of Mr. Baraki Sandobaki. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Boomer Death Squad. You can follow us on Twitter at Boomer Death Pod. I've been Joe. I've been Danny. And I've been Matt. Bye-bye. See ya. This voice shatters the calm of the day like an alarm. So wake up, batter you, and take up arms. Cause more is necessary than vocabulary war. Cause a toxic rock impulse hitting on your door. CIA, I see you later. Cause your time is coming soon. I flip this shit like Pacino and it's your dark day afternoon. Attica, Attica, drug agents, you bring your statica. My alphabet will slash that neck and flip you. Automatica, dramatic. Like Ali Shaheed Muhammad brought the vibes. I bring the sun at red dawn upon the thoughts of France for non. So stand in attention, devil dirge. You never survive choosing sides against the wretched of the earth. The infiltrator, child intoxicator, people incarcerator, liberation movement annihilator. We got you clock pushing rocks and it fail. We got brothers trooping subways like the whole cheap trail. We got the truth that it last emperor KRS in history manifested. Tomorrow the next lesson. Capitalism and technology expands The third world fertile soil becomes a desert wasteland So it takes fans to demand the government provide answers When Lady Liberty has me bewitched like Samantha And poverty is one of the most malignant forms of cancer To all my black magic romancers and acid rain dancers Develop close ties like Jerry Seinfeld and George Costanza We fear no man and throw jams that attack counterintelligence programs Exciting like the epic adventures of Conan I colonize minds like Zaire by the Belgians Now what the hell is the problem with the system and what it sells us. I bring ancient relics like Wyclef did the zealots. I saw an iron curtain.